WVIK Quad Cities NPR is here for you, keeping you connected to the world by bringing the world to your home. Even in extraordinary times, we're committed to bringing you the accurate information you need and the beautiful music and compelling stories you count on to help lighten your load. We're here when you need us because you've been there for us. Thank you for your continued support of WVIK. The COVID-19 count continues to rise in Illinois and Iowa. We'll get to the numbers in just a moment. But the Mississippi River's been on the rise as well. It's a foot over flood stage in the Quad Cities this morning and expected to rise another three-tenths of a foot briefly and then hover around the foot above stage for the week. We'll start the work week a lot calmer as far as the weather's concerned than over the weekend. High winds yesterday on Saturday It was heavy rains flooding some streets and basements. Tornadoes were reported Saturday night near Cambridge, Tampico, and near Dubuque, 10 miles northwest of Dubuque in Iowa. Property damage, but no injuries reported. Today will be sunny. Expect a high near 60. Illinois reports another 1,570 cases of COVID-19 over the weekend, including two new cases in Rock Island County, bringing the total here to seven. 31 additional deaths were reported, so more than 4,500 cases have been identified in Illinois. 65 have died. Governor J.B. Pritzker said yesterday the state will increase its testing capacity this week from 4,000 a day to 10,000 a day. That marker, 10,000, is significant because it's the number of tests per day that the scientists and experts tell us that we need to get a truly holistic understanding of the virus in each of our 102 counties. In Iowa, 102 additional cases were reported over the weekend, including one additional deaths, another 336 positives and four deaths. And as the number continues to rise, 50 of the state's 99 counties have reported at least one confirmed case of COVID-19. Grant Gerlach reports residents in the rest of the counties are being told to keep their guard up. Three weeks after the first case of COVID-19 was reported in Iowa, most counties in western and southern parts of the state still have not reported their first positive test. But tests are not available to everyone who wants one, and Sarah Reisetter, deputy director of the Iowa Department of Public Health, says a low case count could give a false sense of security. You know, it should be every Iowan's assumption that the virus is currently circulating in their community, and so those mitigation uh, strategies are so very important regardless of where you live. Although there are limits to the number of tests available, Reisetter says testing has occurred in all 99 counties. I'm Grant Gerlach, Iowa Public Radio News. Ten cases have been reported in Scott County, ten in Muscatine County, seven in Cedar, one in Clinton, and 16 in Dubuque County. In our neck of the woods in Illinois, seven cases in Rock Island County now, three in Whiteside, two in Henry, one in Knox, one in Carroll, and one in Joe Davis. Local public health officials have not emphasized testing for COVID-19, but some people continue to express frustration and confusion about it. They would also like to know the total number of tests conducted in Illinois and Iowa to learn how fast the virus is spreading and how serious it is. During a telephone press conference last week, Michelle O'Neill asked asked, uh, Dr. Lewis Katz to help us understand. He is the medical director of the Scott County Health Department and an infectious disease expert, and here's part of what he said. Well, first of all, we don't need more testing to know how serious it is. It's horrible. The problem with testing numbers 
is private labs do not provide us with information yet. I'm not sure if it'll be this way forever. We don't know how many tests are being done at private labs. Decisions were made in the past that have dictated that we don't have capacity to test the way we would like to. Further, a lot of testing capacity in the U.S. has been diverted to places having more robust outbreaks than we have right now. Testing capacity is coming online, and I wish I had more. It would certainly be interesting data. But at the end of the day, following the shape of our curve of confirmed cases is going to give us the kind of information we need to make decisions and policy moving forward. I share everybody's dismay in the richest country in the world that we're having trouble rolling out testing. But it's getting better, and there'll be lots of tests two and four weeks from now. It's water under the bridge. I can't unmake decisions that were made earlier, and I don't know what else to say about it. The critical issues are that well people not insist on testing, that people for whom a positive test result will make no difference not insist on testing, because that then reduces the number of tests available for people with more serious illness. It is absolutely true that our testing capacity is not where we would like it to be, and we have to work around that reality here at the health department and in the healthcare system. I just don't think that the numbers of tests being done are terribly important, but worse, any numbers that I give you are really not going to be accurate, and I'd rather say nothing than be inaccurate. The other thing that we haven't yet emphasized that's kind of similar is we have also very limited supplies of personal protective equipment, and we need to find ways to get what we have to acute care settings where the concentration of infected patients is going to be highest and where our frontline healthcare workers will have the greatest risk of exposure. So we don't want people wasting masks and other barriers. Dr. Lewis Katz, Medical Director of the Scott County Health Department, on his priorities regarding testing for the coronavirus. The health departments are asking organizations and businesses to donate supplies of personal protective equipment to help protect health care workers. That includes eye protection, gloves, gowns, and masks. To donate any of these items in the Quad Cities, contact the Salvation Army at 563 324 48 Oh eight three two four forty eight oh eight.